Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm looking forward to an explanation of what happened. We in Highland Park, our, our police department, did the right thing, filed the necessary reports, and I am waiting for that explanation. I expect it in the next few days. That's to how the scumbag murderer uh, threatened to kill his whole family. Then dad signed off on permits so that he could go off and buy a, a gun. And then killed all those people at the 4th of July parade. That's uh, that's a little more on that story that we learned yesterday. Among the things we're going to discuss with Mike Slayer, who joins us now. He can be seen anywhere. People want to hear smart people talk about things like Fox News, Fox Business. He's been on CNN Headline News. Anywhere, and he's been, he is his uh, currently and has been a San Diego radio legend, particularly on AM 760's The Mike Slater Show, weekdays from 12 to 3. Mike Slater joins us now. Hey, Mike. And a big fan of Jack Armstrong. Um, it's not easy to become a radio legend when you're only 35. 30, you're 35? <laughs> Seven. You're 37, so this yeah. is uh, two years old. 37, God. The amount of you, you have no idea the knee pain you have coming toward you. I dislocated a rib last week. What, Jack? Do I, what dislocated were, my, I was what were carrying my daughter upside down by her ankles and I tripped over a pillow and I did everything I could to not paralyze her. So I, yeah. I, I took the, took one for the team here and uh, I haven't been able to breathe for about a week. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. The, uh, the carrying your kids upside down by the ankles, they love that, but there reaches a point where either they're too heavy or you're too old and it just think, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> or beating that at Matrix. <laughs> 
Um, God, I'm just looking at the overall landscape of things before we get to uh, a particular on this uh, horrible shooting story. With the almost 90% wrong track we've got going in America right now, mm. I just read this piece by a thinker that we may never have a president above a 40% approval rating anytime in the near future just because of the way we, the way politics work right now. Um, ah. You're a more optimistic person than me. I tend to, uh, I tend to tend toward pessimism. Are we going to come out of this funk in any way? Are we just, are we at the low point of the pendulum swing and things are going to get better? I feel like we got more bad to come. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, so I used, I used to be <laughs> a super optimistic guy. My expression used to be my glass isn't half full. It's overflowing. Yeah. And that's now a I'm one. a lot more like Jack Armstrong. <laughs> Right, it's like, oh, we have a long, long way to go. We're nowhere near rock bottom. Mm. And if you know any addict, then uh, yeah. you're like, oh, well, this has to be rock bottom. And then there's like years and years of it still to go. Yeah. Um, no, so I think it's going to get much, much worse. But uh, I think that's good because the worse things get, the, the the greater the need and more obvious it is that we need to uh, turn things around and have a true revival in our country. You know that you know the cycle you've heard it right the strong men make good times cycle yeah, right absolutely and and we're in and I'm glad I'm, I'm especially glad to be raising kids in the beginning of the hard times make strong wow. men cycle that is there there's a guy. Making lemonade out of lemons right there is that you want your kids to grow up in the hard times. You learn to, you know, my kids are going to learn something um, that I think kids and your kids are uh, that uh, slightly older kids didn't about, you know, we don't go out to eat. It's too expensive. And, you know, all these different sort of things that I grew up with that got lost there for many decades because we were uh, we were a land of plenty and credit was forever and the economy would always be good and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I hear these people talk about how, you know, we can't have kids now because, you know, the economy or the, the planet, global warming, like we can't bring kids into the world. And it's like, what are you talking about? Slaves had kids. Right? Like, real slaves were like, I'm still going to bring kids into this world. Peasant farmers, thousands of years ago, who's for thousands of years, their families were nothing but peasant farmers to the king. And, and like, you're at risk of, like, getting raped and pillaged by the tribe next door. They had kids. And you live in the most luxurious time in human history. And you're like, oh, gee, I don't know. My credit score is a little low. I don't know if I can bring... <laughs> yeah, well, like, Give me a break, people. Yeah, yeah that, um, that's pretty ridiculous. And I think about, too, my, my parents, they didn't know how bad things were uh, and i think things were like really in a lot of ways just as bad or at least the fruit or the seeds were there uh so they weren't aware they weren't on it they weren't as protective uh of our home uh and as they needed to be um and now like there's no tv in the house right you know what i mean like like we're not putting you in front of the tv mm. to to listen to people who hate you and hate our worldview teach you and raise you in my stead uh so we're a lot more protective in, in, a, in a good way interesting um to the particulars of the the horrifying shooting or shootings that keep happening across america um what what, what do you think in general is going on with the the angry young men of america yeah I, I, there's a million right but I, I've, I've narrowed it down at least my study is Identity and isolation. Those are my two I words. Uh, let me make one point first. And I sh- I'm super glad I can ask you this and get your thought before I, I go into my rant. Um, I'm trying to articulate, and I can't do it right, this concept that when we hear a murder like this, this is just the tip of the spear of despair. It's just, it's just like the most blatant. But for every murderer, there's a million young men who are in some 
spectrum of despair mm. and they have different ways of of exhibiting it right so it could be like for every murderer there's 10 young men who commit suicide and there's uh, 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 10,000 who are uh, on drugs and almost overdosing drugs and then there's 100,000 who are drunk all the time and then there's a million right, right like so I don't know how to articulate that better but every time I hear a murderer like this I think of also the millions of people yeah. who are in despair out of that yeah. can you think of a better way to put that no that that's a very good point and you know in the the uh the mass shootings that don't happen get so little attention, which has always seemed a little weird. There was a 13-year-old that got stopped with a gun in his car in the other day, um, was headed somewhere with a gun. And bo- now, what what he was going to do, you don't know. Yeah. But that could have been just you know the random luck of we're talking about that particular shooting. Well, uh, well how about this? You know, in Chicago, fourth this last Fourth of July weekend. There were 71 people shot. Yeah. And 10 other people murdered, right? So, but like, so that's what I mean. I just like mourn for so much. But then there's the person who doesn't commit suicide, but it's just like, like almost overdoses on drugs. And like, that doesn't make the news, right? But there's that level of despair. And I think it's all caused by the same thing. Uh, so I want to kind of talk about, I want to think about all of those as, as I'm kind of ranting here. Uh, so real quick, let me just, so identity. Um, we have no identity. So hundreds of years ago, you at 14th century, you ask someone, who are you? And they'll say, well, I was born here and my parents are farmers and I'm going to get married here at this church over here. And I'm going to get married to someone who I met when I was like 10, because like, this is our town and like, and, and I'm going to die and I'm going to be buried at that church. Like your identity was around you and mm. external. And then there was the industrial revolution and people go to the cities and like, there was like ambitions now, like you could be something different. You can make choices. And now, uh, it, this, this idea of self, uh, was much more in your head. Like, what do I want out of life? Uh, who can I become? And then you had Freud and all these other thinkers from the late 1800s uh, that said that your life, yourself, is defined by your desires. So it's not your external factors. It's, it's in your head. And you don't need to be a Christian to understand that the Christian ethic is the exact opposite. So the Christian ethic says your desires are wicked, and your heart is deceitful above all things. And your heart produces uh, evil thoughts. And you should not follow your desires. But now you have the world today that says you are your desires. Mm. And that's like the whole transgender thing. Or even like homosexuality. Like I am gay. Or I am uh, a woman in a man's body. Like my desires are everything. They are natural. They are in me. They are good. And, and the Christian ethic is the opposite. It's like, oh, what is in you is bad, <laughs> and you need to be different, uh, and you can see where uh, problems would come from that. They're the exact opposite of each other. Yeah, interesting. We were talking about the, so many of these recent shooters, or through the past several decades, are in this age gap of uh, late teens, early 20s, where my parents were married and having kids already, and you know all their friends were. So they're, they're, you went from being a kid, which is you know a pretty... Um, uh, confined lifestyle and set of needs and responsibilities. You're in school and all that sort of stuff. To uh, married and raising kids, which, as you know, as a parent, is an all-encompassing uh, life purpose. We now have a, a, you know, you have this gap of ten to twenty years where it's just kind of float around trying to figure mm-hmm. out who you are, and I'm not sure that's working out. No, there's like new concept of adolescence. Yeah, I think uh, young men in particular they ask, "Who am I, and do I have what it takes?" And I think young men are given no direction and no purpose, and they're given no opportunity to even prove to themselves that they have what it takes. 
And I go on these rants all the time about rites of passage. We have no rites of passage for young men in our country. I think the only rite of passage we have are like things by accident. Like you get your driver's license or like that's stupid. Or you have sex for the first time. It's like, no, that's not it. Like no like intentional, purposeful, other men directed rite of passage into manhood. And we wonder why so many men are floundering and unmoored and lost. Yeah, unmoored is a term I used a lot uh, yesterday. So we got this text responding to something I said last hour. I was actually talking about, I don't know how to refer to these people, like scumbag murderer I'm yeah, fine with, yeah, yeah. unless it turns out they're completely insane, and then I don't know you know, how much I'd blame them. But anyway, we got this text. Uh, Jack, I agree with you on most topics that are discussed on this show. Parents of these kind of scumbag murders is where we part ways. I'm a teacher almost 20 years now, and I've seen hundreds of parenting styles. Parents are absolutely responsible for their kids turning out to be scumbag shooters. These kids of young adults, mass shooters or gang related, never come from households where there are two emotionally stable, involved parents. They come from households where there are self-absorbed, uninvolved, uninterested parents of broken homes or broken homes. There is a lot of truth to that. Yeah, I uh, you'll, you'll get kick out of the story. Charlie Sheen, right? Remember Charlie Sheen had oh, of like, this crazy breakdown, whatever. And his daughter, his eighteen year old daughter, is now a porn star. She has her own yeah, fans, or whatever. Right. And Charlie Sheen's like, "Hey, uh, this isn't my fault. Uh, sh- this didn't happen under my roof. She's living with her mother. This didn't happen under my roof." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That's the problem. You didn't provide a roof. Yeah, you." You weren't there. You were sleeping around with porn stars when she was seven. Like his big breakdown was was when she was about seven, like the exact age she needed a man and a roof, and he didn't provide it. So that's a good example. Like his daughter didn't go on to murder people, right? So she doesn't really make the news. I mean, she does because she's famous, right? But but like someone who does these destructive behaviors out of despair, like she is doing, wouldn't normally make the news. But that's the like the amount of despair there is out there, even if it doesn't make the news. And it's all because of well, what that listener just said. It's just just broken homes and just lostness. So we only have a couple of minutes, and then I got to let you go. Um, is Joe Biden going to be the nominee for the Democratic Party in twenty twenty four? Can he, can he even make it? Like, like no, there's no way. Is Kamala no. Harris going to be the oh, okay? Another the no. least likable person ever. But like, no, oh no, in 2020. I'm no, sorry. I'm almost thinking like 2022, like after November. Uh, <laughs> sorry, right. I misunderstood the question. Uh, no, no, no. But so those are both no's. Uh, will Donald Trump be the nominee for the Republicans no. in 2024? No, no. Okay. Do you have any names that you? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very early, but no, nah, it's Ron, right? Yeah, and Mike Pompeo. Okay. Yeah, I just went through DeSantis's. He kind of hides his background, and I, I I wish we didn't do that. I feel like the populism on the right makes a lot of candidates feel like they have to hide the fact that they're brilliant, successful people, mm. and he is. And uh, I hope he puts that out in front a little more. The fact that he was the lawyer representative for the Navy SEALs in Iraq, and yeah, you know Harvard yeah, and cool. Yale and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and he's got the Trump hands. He does the exact same hand movements as Trump does. <laughs> Trump hands. I've never I've never seen anyone do Trump hands except for Trump and Ron DeSantis. Watch the next press conference. Moves them around uh, like, like a pointer finger and thumb, like AOK signal connected, moving them. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mike Slater, San Diego reg- radio legend on AM 760. Thanks for joining us Man, today. Pleasure, Jack. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Just, uh, you know what Mike Slater is? He's just a smart guy who's good at phrasing things, and uh, that's a very listenable combination for radio. Hilarious. He's got Trump hands. <laughs> I will look for that in the next press conference. we got more on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. 
Peace and love, everybody. Peace and love. Ringo here on the 7th of the 7th, the 7th of July at noon. I just ask you to go peace and love or even think it <laughs> because it goes out there. Peace and love. That's Ringo Starr, who is the drummer in a band called The Beatles. He's 82 years old today. I've always mocked Ringo for fun. If Joe was here, Joe would stand up for Ringo's drumming. I don't know much about drumming, so he's a great drummer or an average drummer. Or like all, I have no idea. I found him pretty charming in that Beatles Netflix special that everybody was watching during the pandemic. I found Ringo fairly charming. Um, had another Ringo note. Oh, I always remember that the great Saturday Night Live bit from way back in the seventies, where Lorne Michaels, the guy who runs Saturday Night Live, came on and said. Because one of the Beatles was hosting? Is that the story? I don't remember what the story was. Anyway, um, yeah, I think George Harrison was hosting. Anyway, Lorne Michaels comes on Saturday Night Live and said, just for the Beatles, if you're if you're watching right now, I'm willing to offer $2,000 for you to come on the show right now and perform. $2,000. That's $500 for each of you. Uh, if you want to give Ringo less, that's fine with me. I always just remember that joke, which I thought was hilarious. And, of course, the cool part of that story is that John Lennon and Paul McCartney were actually watching Saturday Night Live live at John Lennon's apartment while that was going on and considered going down to the studio to play with uh, George Harrison, which would have been kind of a Beatles reunion, but it never happened. They were probably high or something. Anyway, so that's that story. Um, uh, we've got important stuff coming up in just a little bit. We're going to talk to Mark Krikorian, who is our favorite go-to guy in anything immigration, about the recent Supreme Court ruling saying um, remain in Mexico is no good, can't do that anymore. What's that going to do to the border? So we'll be getting into that in a little bit. Now back to stupid stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, large quantities of food eaten in a short amount of time. That would be eating contests. Joey Chestnut won for the 15th time the hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. And uh, the big question anybody has, I think, like even if you're a kid, you eventually get to, what's it like after you eat all these hot dogs? What's your digestive system like? What's that process? Here's Joey Chestnut answering that question about what it's like the day after you eat 60 or 70 hot dogs. 63 hot dogs in 10 minutes yesterday, Joe. Um, Congratulations, I guess. How do you feel this morning? You you can see me sweating. uh, Hopefully you're not too close to me. I probably smell like meat. I did did take a few steps back. I did. But uh, I don't don't feel too great. But it's like anything. A marathon runner doesn't feel too great after a marathon. Um, It'll take me about a day and a half to recover. You know, that's a decent point. I've only run one marathon in my life, but the next day after I ran a marathon, I felt like I had been hit by a bus. I could barely walk, and I didn't feel right for days. In fact, my left Achilles has never been right. But, um, yeah, so, you know, he feels rough like he had a big... Those of you who are triathletes, you probably feel a little rough the next day. Ask any NFL player what they feel like the day after a football game. They're all beat up and hurt. So, yeah, it's just the same sort of thing. It's the wounds. It's the price of competition. Huh? Do you aspire to greatness or not? That's the question. So the border is setting records on a monthly basis and getting almost no attention, except for like on Fox News and AM radio. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that coming up. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Boris Johnson has resigned as the Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain. He'll stay on until they replace him, but uh, a little more on that coming up. I mean, it is the most important relationship we have in the world at a time when there is a war going on in Europe. So more on that later. You don't hear much about the border unless you're watching Fox News or listening to some AM talk radio, but we're setting records every single month. I'm sure our next guest has the numbers at hand, but they're very large numbers of people coming across and staying, as there have been for years, by the way. Uh, Always like to point out that Gallup polling has been pretty consistent that Close to 90% of Americans want secure borders. Close to 
Obviously, that includes a lot of people from every political stripe. Now, uh, beyond uh, securing the borders, how many people you want to come in from where is uh, where we get into an argument. But that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Why we can't secure the borders, though, when almost everybody wants it, and it leads to tragedies like we had the other day, when all those people died horrific deaths in the back of that truck. We have been saying, administration after administration, both parties for a very long time, if you come to America, if you try to get across the border, decent chance you're going to get across. And if you get across, you get to stay. And if you stay, we're going to take care of you no matter what. Health care, food, whatever, or let you work. We won't really crack down on the whole uh, whether or not you got an ID stuff. We'll let you be here. We've been sending that message through the world for a long time. And, of course, we get this result. Uh, that's my opinion. Let's hear more from somebody who deals with this for a living. Mark Krikorian, who we've talked to many times over the years, executive director Center for Immigration Studies. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Could you hit me with a quick statement of what you guys want? What 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 would be your uh, if you could if you were king and ruled the world? What would you like to see happen? Well, the first thing is you got to enforce whatever the immigration laws are, as you suggested. I mean that go that should go without saying. But as far as legal immigration goes, the short version is that. A modern society like ours has outgrown immigration. Immigrants aren't different, really, from 100 or 200 years ago, the same kind of people. What's different is our society. We have a post-industrial knowledge-based economy. We have a welfare state. The world has shrunk. And so we need to downsize the federal immigration program, because that's what it is. It's just a government program like the Air Force or the Small Business Administration, and it needs to be smaller uh, than it is now. And we take a million sometimes more legal immigrants every year and half a million plus so-called temporary workers. A lot of them just end up staying anyway. Uh, and that, you know, we just need to turn the dial down from that, you know, turn it down from 11 down to, I don't know, something lower. That's interesting. I don't know if we've ever gotten into this. So you think the, the number of a million legal immigrants is too high. What do you think the number ought to be? Well, I don't have a magic number because I don't think that's the way to think about it. What I The way I think about it is kind of like, zero-based budgeting, um, where you start at zero, not because you want zero immigration, but you start there because a modern society like ours with a third of a billion people that spans a continent doesn't really need any immigration. But once you start at zero, then who are the categories of people that have such a compelling case to come in that we should let them in? And for me, that would be husbands, wives, and little kids of Americans. Uh, That's a lot of people every year, 300 400,000 people a year, and then real Einsteins, which is not a huge number, and then people, humanitarian immigration of people who really don't have anywhere else to go and literally cannot stay one more second where they are. The UN actually keeps a list of people like that. So you add that up, it's, you know, half, less than half of what we take now, but it's still more immigration than any other country in the world takes. Right, which often gets left out of the conversation. Yeah. Um, by people who uh, who think we're evil and mean. Um, so you're laying this horrible tragedy from a couple of weeks ago where all those people died in the back of that truck, uh, the blame at Joe Biden's feet. Why? Well, there's plenty of blame to go around. I mean, the smugglers themselves obviously are most directly responsible. These are the scum of the earth who use people for money. But the administration shares in the blame because what they've done with their immigration policies is essentially lure people here 
like you said, if you get past the border, you're home free for all intents and purposes. But it's you still have to. There's still some people that get arrested and deported. So it's not totally open borders, which are terrible, but at least wouldn't result in these kind of tragedies. But it's not an enforced border either. The way I refer to it is what we have under Biden is an open-ish border. It's like putting a fence up around a swimming pool, which you're legally required to do, because if some kid falls into your pool and there's no fence, you're responsible. But what we have is like a fence around your swimming pool, but there's a lot of holes in it. And you don't take care of it, and people can, kids can still get in and they fall into the pool. And, um, you know, that's, that's on you. I mean, that's your responsibility. There's always going to be some people uh, who want to come here regardless of the laws, even if they know the odds are low of their getting, of their succeeding, some are still going to try. But not as many as now, given that the odds of success getting past the Border Patrol and living home free in the United States are so high under this administration. I, I would certainly try it if I was from one of these uh, other countries and had a chance yeah, to get my family into the United States. Sure you would. I mean, especially if, I mean, the majority of the people who are encountered, that's the PC term instead of arrested, who are encountered at the border, the majority of them in May were let go into the United States one way or another. Uh, in fact, since this administration has taken over, well over one million illegal immigrants Illegal border crossers have just been let go into the United States. Some of them will show up for hearings, maybe. Uh, Some of them won't. But even the ones who show up for their hearings, at the end of the process, if they get turned down for asylum, as most people do, they still don't leave. And there's no intention of the Biden administration to find them and make them leave. So, um, why, like you said, why wouldn't you do it? And the Wall Street Journal crowd, which tends to be Republican, they're not gonna uh, raise a stink about it because they need workers in, you know, uh, hotels, restaurants, and farms. The left is not gonna raise a stink about it because they think they're getting voters. Although I think that's being decreasingly uh, true. Uh, but between those two things, uh, we don't get to. The answer that you described earlier, I feel like if you put what you just described at the beginning of this as an immigration policy to Americans, I feel like that would be an above 50% issue, don't you? I suspect it would be. Um, You know, it's not usually polled in that way. In other words, pollsters don't really ask the questions that way. But yes, I think so. And I got to say, though, both the libertarian and corporate folks on the one side and the lefties on the other the kind of things you talked about, whether it's cheap labor or cheap votes, it's part of what's going on in their you know, calculations. But I don't think that's the main thing in either okay. case. Okay, what is? I think it's ideological. In other words, their worldview is that they're citizens of the world. They're post-American. I don't mean they hate America. Some of them do. But for the most part, they, you know, they're happy enough to be here. But they don't consider themselves to have any greater responsibility to their fellow Americans than to others. And therefore, what that means is it would be wrong for somebody, say, from Haiti to be kept out. And if they make it here, we have no right to say no. That's the what the, that at the bottom, that's what the perspective of the 
anti-borders people is. is well, they believe in unlimited yeah. immigration. I get that libertarian argument. That works if you don't have a welfare state, because you know if you well it, even even if you did ha- even if you didn't have a welfare state, it wouldn't work. I mean, it'd be better to live on the street in the U.S. than to have a job in Haiti, quite frankly. Decent point. But it wouldn't work as easily. But if you do have a welfare state like we do, it works pretty well. If you can get in here, you'll get fed, you'll get your cancer treated, you'll get your abortion paid for, whatever it is that you want, then, you know, that's a problem. And what I I tell people who make that argument is, okay, well, let's just, for the sake of argument, let's stipulate that. So get rid of the welfare state and then come back to me and we'll talk. And the fact is it's not happening. A welfare state, look, I'm a conservative personally, and our think tank is more kind of diverse and ambidextrous, but um, I'm conservative, and I think our um, social, the system of social provision for the poor needs to be more tightly run and more responsible. But even I don't want to get rid of the welfare state. It's a part of a modern mm-hmm. society. I don't want people dying on the steps of the emergency room because, you know, they can't afford care, but you can't have a society like that and then constantly have it open to people from countries that aren't as developed. What kinds of people do you think we need in this country? And I don't mean skin color, for crying out loud. I mean skills. I don't care what somebody's skin color is, but what 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 best benefits? Outside of that, you talked about refugees and people from all that sort of stuff. Get that. I'm on board with that. But in general, if we want to import workers, what what do we need? We don't really need workers. That's that's my point. In other words, there were, like I said, we have a third of a billion people. We have actually a larger and larger share of working age people who've dropped out of the labor market. This is a serious social problem. That's what we need to fix, not just import people to replace them and then send the Americans welfare checks and, you know, cheap uh, hypodermic needles. I mean, that's not a solution. But, uh, you know, there are people who... A relatively small number of people, like I said, Einstein immigrants, whose contribution to the productive capacity of the United States is so could be so large that um, I'm happy to let them in, and sure. most people are. Of but, course, but we're we're not talking about people with, you know, a bachelor's degree from Hyderabad Community College. We're talking about somebody with a PhD in chemical engineering or something like that. That you know, okay, I'm I'm happy for. I'll go and drive the green card over to the person myself, but, and, and people like that already can get in even under our current system. It's just that we have defined, you know, best and brightest as it were way too broadly, which is probably similar to the fact that domestically, you know, half the kids in school get the honor roll. You know what I mean? It's not because they're all smart. It's because everybody's supposedly above average. Well, Well, we've got that same perspective for too much of skilled immigration. Well, and then the the other side of our immigration system, which is so angering, if you've ever known anybody who tried to do it the right way, I had a friend who was a PhD, PhD biologist, who was constantly fighting our system. He would, he would like need to go on, uh, to go home to take care of his sick mom. And he couldn't go because something happened with the paperwork and they weren't going to let him back in. And I mean, they make it so, we make it so hard for people who are trying to do it the right way. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the, um, ways that you, what is one of the reasons you see that our immigration law is the, is the second most complicated and Byzantine part of our, immigra- our, our legal system after the tax code. And so one of the important elements of 
a better immigration policy is radical simplification. In other words, streamline stuff, cut out all of this nonsense. And the fact is the immigration lawyers and the rest of them like that stuff because it creates employment for them, just yeah. like tax lawyers. Or divorce really lawyers. Complicated law. Divorce lawyers, I suppose, sure. Yeah, yeah well, you, luckily you only say, I suppose. I can speak from personal experience. Yeah, um, okay. uh, well, hey, Mark Krikorian, um, Executive Director, Center for Immigration Studies, thanks for coming on today. Very enlightening. I uh, appreciate the fact that you always have so much knowledge at your fingertips. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, well, what an interesting topic. There are two things that I, if you just went with the Gallup polling, that are supposedly controversial topics in America that would be easy to solve. If Congress would just go by Gallup polling on abortion and on immigration, we could get where most people want to be, and it would be it'd be fine. It wouldn't even be controversial, in my opinion. Uh, we got a lot more on the way um, of a couple of different stripes. The biggest hack of personal information in the history of hacks has occurred, and you didn't even know it. Should tell you about that. Also, going to talk in hour three a little bit about. Healthcare in America is about to get a lot more expensive, going to be a political issue, and the real crisis we've got around mental health care, which you're probably aware of. All that on the way on the, way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And to you, the British public, I know that there will be many people who are relieved and uh, perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. Them's the breaks, says Bojo. Boris Johnson, him with the tussled, I'm assuming, dyed blonde hair. Uh, the man of uh, many wives and kids and girlfriends and police coming to his home when a party is too loud, even his prime minister, and all the things that he did, whether you liked him or not. He is going to resign as prime minister of Great Britain. He'll, of course, stay in office until they have another election and replace him. The only I don't follow British politics that closely. The only thing um, I'm particularly interested in is whether the new person is going to be as committed as Boris Johnson was to helping the people of Ukraine fight off the despicable Russian military. So uh, there's that. So we got a new head of the FAA. I didn't know that we didn't have a head of the FAA. We probably need one. Joe Biden just announced he's nominating Phil Washington, who's currently the CEO of the Denver International Airport, where I've been stuck many times, and you probably have to. To lead the FAA, the position has been vacant since March. I didn't realize that we didn't have anybody running the FAA at a time when nobody expects to get where they're going on time. The 2.5 million travelers that passed through TSA this past weekend, the 4th of July weekend, the highest daily tally on Friday since the pandemic kicked off in March of 2020. So it was the busiest travel day since the pandemic started uh, a week ago tomorrow. 2,000 flights were canceled over the weekend. 21,000 were delayed. Those are very high high numbers if you don't keep track of that sort of thing. 2,000 flights were canceled. And, of course, when your flight is canceled, you're either staying where you are or you're scrambling to get on a different plane, which causes all of its own problems. And that's a lot of people. Take that 2,000 times, what, a couple hundred per flight? I don't remember the last time I was on a flight that wasn't full. Uh, But what a mess at the airports. I'm, I'm glad I'm not flying this weekend. Uh, My son's actually flying alone next week to go to Texas to visit a friend of his who moved away because uh, I'm uh, I'm in California and a lot of his friends have moved to Tennessee or Texas or wherever. Uh, He's going to visit a friend in Texas and I hope he doesn't, you know, when you're when you're traveling alone as a 12 year old, I don't want him really 
at the ticket counter staring at the thing, trying to figure out how to get on another flight. We'll see how that goes. At the eight, 12 is the cutoff to where you under 12. He did this last year. Under 12. Maybe you've done this. Your kid is accompanied by somebody from the airport. You show up at the airport and they assign them a person and like walk them to the gate and make sure they get on the plane and take care of them when they get off the plane. They're the first person off the plane. That's all taken care of. For some reason, they deem 12 the magic age when you can handle all of that by yourself. And uh, he'll just be, you know, figuring it out on his own, which I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, But I'm glad I'm not flying anytime soon. To kick off Hour 3 of the Armstrong and Getty Show, we're going to talk to friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Craig Gottwalls, who is a healthcare expert. I want to focus on a couple of things, one of them being the mental health system that we have or don't have in America right now. If you've tried to get a therapist or any help for a family member around mental health, you know it is basically impossible And if you can get anybody, it's cash because nobody needs to take insurance anymore. They have so many people call in to book appointments. Why would they possibly not just charge the most they can in cash and stay as busy as they want to be? I I know somebody, I'm friends with somebody who's uh, MFA, I think, you know, helping couples try to stay together and that sort of stuff and making a lot of money and working as much as she wants just like every other healthcare professional. And Craig has some of the numbers on how far behind we're going to be in school counselors and marriage uh, therapists and all that sort of stuff in the coming years. We're already behind, and we're going to get behind her as we as we go on. And that's a, a line of work people need to get into, although we have limits on how many people we allow to get into that line of work for all kinds of stupid reasons that we'll talk about also. And it can be very frustrating if you have a family who's suffering with emotional or mental issues. Uh, more on that to kick off Hour 3. If you miss an hour, you can grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.